I guess we should try to uh, continue where we're up to. Um, I can't help but feel that um, it's not really doing it justice just by reading and translating, like saying pshat in the words, because this is really intended to be a very, very profound experience that like we touched on yesterday, can only be uh, achieved if you actually engage in it. So you'd have to really be misbunging in all the things that he talked about to really understand what is being uh, communicated here. That's uh, the uniqueness of uh, this kind of learning that um, it's not purely intellectual, maybe not even largely intellectual. It has to be uh, actually experienced to be understood. We talk about, you know, Tanoyo Avdos and Adnos and all the Shems involved with us in every detail and so much Taiva and giving us Yetzahara, giving us Taira. That's gonna, when a person knows all that and senses all that, he's gonna just be running. Well, it sounds very beautiful, but until we actually try to do it, we can't really know what it's all about. So, Why is everybody saying that there's no, like, there's no intellectual part of it? There should be this, to be this bone name means that you're supposed to understand it first, no? And then course, but, allow your emotions to kick in. Right, but I, I don't think it's just a matter of, you know, two different parts, intellectual understanding, and then emotions kick in. Okay. And the understanding is through the experiencing it. Oh, so we don't really know what the Chavos Lovos is saying until we live it. And that may take a lot of a preparation to get to that point. But it's still worthwhile to hear the ideas, to hear that there's such a thing as being pulled, you know, self-driven to want to embrace everything of the Torah, etc. Okay, so we're going to try to continue reading and uh, see what we see and maybe try to come back a little bit. So we're continuing in the seventh Cheshben in the Pragimul, Shacheshben Nefesh, where he says here now, the Iker HaKoyl, the Iker of everything, in completing the conditions of Avdus, and in singularly recognizing his Hashem as the master with a complete and faithful heart. So it's a little hard to read because it doesn't seem to finish the sentence. It says the Iker of everything in the completion of the conditions of Avdos and in identifying and relating to Hashem as solely the master with a complete heart, then there seems to be something missing here. The Iker of that is what? And it doesn't say anything else. So the the uh, Lev Taiv learns it that the Iker of everything is he puts in the word who after the word Iker Akol he puts in the word who is that a person should conduct himself in all his 
details as an Eved, and relate to Hashem only as the master with the complete and the loyal heart. So I'm not sure if that uh, is the definitive uh, shot, but um, it's something here that needs to be figured out. But we'll continue. That through these elements of is accepting, completing the conditions of being the servant and singularly identifying Hashem as the master with a complete and loyal heart. Through this, his love for Hashem will be complete. And the love of Hashem to him. Through this complete, singularly devoted and recognizing heart of Hashem as the master, we will have complete love for Hashem and Hashem will have love for him as having reached that great level. Like the Pasuk says, Hashem You have glorified Hashem today by making Hashem to be recognized as the unique singularly great being through our accepting of the Torah together with all the consequences that come with it in entering into the bris with Hashem that's showing our great glory for Hashem and Hashem has identified us as his beloved nation because of that total commitment on our part and our great recognition and our great making known that recognition of Hashem's unique greatness. Omar and the Pasuk says, to place you above all the nations. Omar and the Pasuk says, all the nations of the world will see the name of Hashem is called upon you and they will have awe and reverence for you. And the reason for this is, why will they have such awe and reverence for Klal Yisrael? Because it's known, that the greatness of a servant and his exalted stature in the eyes of people is according to the greatness of his master among other uh, powerful masters. And in accordance with the degree that his master has chosen him and brought him, brought him close, the greater the master, the greater the honor of the servant. And the greater the closeness that that servant has been given to the master, Again, the greater his honor and his distinction. Because the name of Hashem is great, it's exalted. God of is great and exalted above all the greatest beings. 
to all the nations. From the rising of the sun until its setting, by name is great in the nations. And from that postic of Hashem Hamarta, it's indicated that and from the Gemara Brochas, we see that that Yisrael themselves are contributing very greatly to this recognition of Hashem in the world through our complete devotion to Hashem. The, the world comes to recognize Hashem's true greatness. So Hashem is exalted beyond any other being. And the closest to him among all the nations, the one who has been singled out to serve him among them, is Ambene Yisrael. That's the Jewish nation. We are the chosen nation. Chosen to carry out Hashem's mission, to be close to Him, to proclaim His mitzvahs in the fullest, most complete way. So, therefore, Haya Bedin, it's fitting, Shetiyam al Seinu Vesifatenu al Sharo Amim Kefizer. That our level, our glory amongst other nations should be in accordance with this. Of course, this is speaking when. Um, that's not being resisted, and that recognition is embraced by the other nations. And uh, there could have been times in history that this was the case, at least to uh, some degree. But I'm wondering now, why is it important for us to know this? Why is it important for us, for the Torah to tell us that all the nations will see our greatness and they will be in awe of us? Why, why is it important to us that other nations of the world are recognizing that great closeness that we have to Hashem, that greatness that we have because we are the servants of such the uniquely great, singularly great, uh, absolutely great master? Why isn't it enough that we know it? Why does Torah want us to know that other nations of the world are seeing our glory, seeing our closest to Hashem, seeing our unique level because of that. So I'm just thinking that it would seem that that contributes, we have to say, that that contributes our awareness. Go ahead. Can you repeat that question? Right, so the, the Torah is telling Kali Yisrael, that even the nations of the world will be in awe of us, will recognize that great level that we have by being the servants of this almighty king who has brought us so close to him and made him to be his specially designated, uniquely connected nation to carry out his mitzvahs, to carry out his mission. So the question is, why is it important for us to know this? Why, well, what do we gain by knowing that the other nations in the, wor- the world are in awe of Kal Yisrael, of such respect and admiration and recognition of our uniquely great level? Does that question make sense? Meaning, why is the Torah telling it to us? Right, the Torah is telling us. Yoru, 
If it's just a matter of, um, like, we will derive that benefit, okay, but it seems from here that it doesn't seem from the Chavos Lubavitch that it's just a matter of we will also have a another good thing in our life. Hashem is giving us another chesed that the nations of the world will give us a lot of respect. He's describing here that it's, it's your dua, that the greatness of the Eved is according to his greatness of his master. That's how he will be exalted in the eyes of other people, by the greatness of his master. Not just talking about the fact that, um, that they will sort of be subservient to us, they will be very accommodating to us. It's describing how does someone, how does how does a servant come to be recognized by others? It's based upon the greatness of his master and the closeness that he has to that master. And the nations of the world will recognize Hashem's greatness and our being chosen as that uniquely close nation. He's not focusing on, and then they will submit to us, they will be very accommodating to us, they will be very helpful to us. He's just talking about their great deep respect and regard for us will be coming from their recognition of Hashem and their recognition of our unique relationship with Hashem. So why is that important for us to know? What are we gaining by knowing that the nations of the world that uh, in the right good situation, of course, will be in the future and uh, if it ever was in the past, um, as the Pasuk seems to indicate that it did, it did take place, uh, that, that their recognition is because of greatness of Hashem and our closeness to Hashem. They see that. So I'm just thinking that it would seem that it helps us to recognize it. The fact that even the Goyim are seeing this, even the Goyim could sense, even the Goyim have an awareness and are responding to it with such a reverence, with such a respect, with such a admiration, that's even helping us to recognize, oh, look what we have. Sometimes it's hard for a person to recognize his own myla, but when he's helped to realize that someone else sees it, that helps us get in touch with it. You know, we sort of like, are not so completely self-aware of even the, blessings that we have that Hashem has given us in whatever form they may take and maybe especially in this form of that uniquely identified nation and there's, there's a need for it to be by contrast to the other nations of the world as we see in the Sephardim and Yisrael there's, there's a significance in the fact that we are chosen among all the other nations singled out and this is adding that not only are we singled out they recognize it, they see it, they experience it. <clears throat>
So, oh, wow. Even the other nations of the world are in awe of Klal Yisrael. And we could, we could see how, how true that is, how powerful that is, how, how much we should, of course, maintain our recognition of it. I think just one one uh, sort of clarification or addition that I think it's kedai to go back to regarding this whole Indian of um, avdus mastery and ser- being the servant to try to be aware of um, as best we can that um, the the kind of a mindset and the heart set that we want to have regarding Hashem and ourselves, of course, is very different than the typical master-servant kind of relationship. And it's not a simple thing to um, sort of rise above that association. Because in the typical master-servant relationship, the master has something to gain from the service of the servant. And a significant aspect of it, of the master's relationship is his his simple power and dominance over the servant. So it's a relationship that, as Rebbeinu Bachai says uh, in in Dvarim, I think it's Pashas Veschanan, that even if a master is a very kind, giving master, very considerate, the servant would still prefer to be completely free and in his own independent uh, situation. He would still prefer to be completely independent unto himself in the human relationship. But when it comes to Hashem, of course, that connection to Hashem as servant to the master is only uplifting us to the highest possible degree. It has nothing to do with our giving something to Hashem, because Hashem has no need for anything. And the real essence of recognizing Hashem as the master is essentially in terms of coming to be in touch with Hashem's purpose in the creation. Hashem's absolute mastery means that all that there is, is essentially Hashem as the creator, us as the product of his creation, with the mission, with the opportunity, with the potential benefit of carrying out that purpose in the creation, which is what? Only one thing. So everything that we should try to see in relationship to Hashem's mastery in His creation of us and providing to us is only singularly one central single point, and that is Chesed Hashem. It's purely Chesed that He should create us to be able to be in such a close relationship of a master and servant who's providing us with everything. And the ultimate goal of that is that we should receive the 
fullness of Hashem's chesed. And the entire phraseology of master and servant that are borrowed from something in our life experience in the world is only intended, even though it's not a perfect mushal, is only intended to be a means of our being able to have some understanding of our connection with Hashem. We need that mushal of master and servants is bringing about the goal, the desires of the master that are so good and with a connection that is so close his having received so much good, so much attention, so much constant infusion, and in such a manner where only he can bring about that good, loving desire of the master to him and to others as well. That's the only way that we could relate to this, that they could, that they could be accomplished. But that's the way that Hashem chose for this process to be accomplished through our being created in this physical, material world, needing these mishalim, needing the system of Torah-speaking kalashin adam, with this kind of terminology of master and servant. But it's, it's very worthwhile, very necessary, and very not easy for us to be able to borrow from that kind of a uh, relationship, but still apply it in its true form when it comes to us and Hashem. It's not one that is of domination, that is lowering the servant. It's only uplifting the servant to have some connection, any connection with Hashem, especially one that is so close. It's not one where the servant is providing to the master. He's only carrying out the master's desire to do chesed of which he will be the ultimate recipient. But the, the essential focus can be as one who is carrying out that desire of the master, which is pure chesed. And he can be so connected as to be worthy and able and properly equipped to carry it out by coming closer to the master. That's all that it is. Okay, I I hope that that could be understandable. And uh, of course, any response to it is welcome anytime. Okay, let's read just a little bit further. Can I ask a question, maybe? Yes, absolutely. Go right ahead. Just going back to the beginning, he goes yes. through a lot of different qualifications of. Mm-hmm. Um, Hakaras that one's supposed to have in order to have to be at this level. Yes. So he seems to first talk about the fact that Hashem has Achamla and has Spiko mm-hmm. You know, it, describing how Kadosh Baruch Hu gives to us and that nothing we can't do anything about Kadosh Baruch Hu and the Tov Hashem gives us. Right. And then he says that there's these Tovos of Adafos, Benafsha, Gufo. There's something that's a, a like much like a higher level all of a sudden. Right. It's like Mashka Staros. Like what what's the switch? What what did he change? Like before he was talking about the same exact thing. He gives me my food, he takes care of me, he does what what's my needs. Like he he is the ruler of the world. He does what I he, he takes care of me. 
Right. Then the next part is, it sounds like the same thing, but in different words. Yes, it's, 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 it's very interesting how he seems to present it some kind of a step-by-step form. It doesn't just lay out everything all together. There's the first step of, he's providing me my most basic needs with the ability of gaining what I need for myself, for my basic existence, giving me that chokhmah, that ability. You know, um, somehow I'll be able to recognize I could be alive and not be equipped. And here Hashem is giving me the capacity to have my most basic existence. And then to, to take it to another step, to realize Hashem has given me more than my basic existence, giving me so much good. We, we, we can't say really extra, you know, in a way that of being unnecessary, but extra in terms of we wouldn't need it to survive. A person could survive with much less than what Hashem is blessing us with. And there are people that are in very um, sort of limited situations that are also surviving and functioning and being productive. So we could focus on many, many particular gifts that we receive from Hashem that are not the absolute minimum of survival and have appreciation for those as well. And seeing Hashem's constant infusion of those abilities to us as well. But it needs to be in this kind of a step-by-step progression where first I'm seeing Hashem is giving me my basic means of existence and then more and more and involvement with me and with all the complexity and the refinement and the sensitivities so yeah the mask of time is the same thing no like oh so, isn't that isn't that the same thing as but, what he was saying but it would seem I thought that Mashkeval of Tamid was pointing out that kind of a um, very close personal Hashgacha Pratis. Theoretically, Hashem will give us all those abilities and they'll function and they'll, so to speak, they'll be on their, uh, on their own. The, the, the Sefer Achinuch says that when it comes to the animal kingdom, HaKashbaruch is Mashgiach on the species, that it should remain in existence. But by human beings, Hashem is mashgiach and the person individually. So to know that I am the focus of Hashem's attention individually, that's, um, that's major. So it's not just giving me so many wonderful blessings and gifts. He's, he's protecting them. He's continuing them. He's directing my affairs moment by moment. Hopefully that can help us to turn to Hashem and rely upon His help moment by moment. Maybe we'll read just uh, one more paragraph. The Tam Kishem Hashem Nikra Lecha, when when the pasuk says the name of Hashem is called upon us. Who this is referring to, Shikoranu Amashem. He called us the nation of Hashem, the Amalokim, the Kayane Hashem, the Kayanim of Hashem, those special servants, Meshur Hashem, 
Again, the servants of Hashem, Ba'avdei Hashem. In many of the Lashon Kodesh, we don't have adequate translation in English. Ubenei Hashem, the children of Hashem, Adeimelazeh, and similar words to these, Mimilais Hasgula Ba'bechira, of the words that show us as being chosen, as being Hashem's treasure. The awe and reverence that is out of the honor and the reverence for Hashem. This is like the Pasuk says, which we are going to reach Hashem in the future, being close to Hashem and uniquely identified to his service. That's that Pasuk, that will be the, the future time. It's different levels among the people by Hashem will be according to their different levels in coming close to him and serving him. Okay, I think uh, it's best if we pause here.